With a decade in the network marketing profession, Stacy Hall and Nicole Dobere have created a lot of success, both in their online business and in helping thousands of others do the same. Stacy and Nicole bring a wealth of knowledge from having coached countless six and seven figure earners. Scaling your online business has never been this fun. So grab a drink, a notepad and pen and get ready to change your life. So uh, yeah, yesterday I, I, I saw a post on Facebook that just kind of kind of got under my collar, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And ironically, well, not so ironically, I guess, but I, I don't normally respond to stuff like that. Like if somebody puts up a post and I think they're full of ish, I just, I keep scrolling. You know, I don't have energy or time to get in discussions with people on Facebook. I've got stuff to do. But the reason that I stopped on this particular post is because I really love and respect the person who posted it. And I love and respected the people who were commenting on the post in agreement with the poster. And they all shall remain nameless, but I love them. They're awesome. They're great marketers. They're friends. I've known them for a long time but I did not agree with what they were saying. And I felt like I needed to speak up. So here is what the post was about. So some of y'all who cir circulate in the same pools, you, you, may have, you may have seen it. So let's just be, you know, let's, let's not call anyone out, okay? But um, somebody posted that they, they cringed when they saw people taking pictures of themselves, selfies with their products and doing posts about it on Facebook and how it was such a lame, basically form of marketing and ineffective essentially was the gist of it. Okay. And then someone else came on and commented in total agreement and then made fun of a very specific kind of product post that is very prevalent on social media. And they said, every time I see people doing these posts, I cringe and I scroll right past. And I was like, okay, Stacy's gonna have to get a little salty because I am annoyed. <laughs> and so basically what I just said to them was, first of all, the concept of creating curiosity and the concept of posting pictures of product on social media are not mutually exclusive. There is a way to do both properly. So let's just get that out of the way. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. Secondly, when somebody is new to marketing and they don't know what they don't know, sometimes all that they can really do to get their bearings is to emulate what they see in their own way to the best of their ability until they get their sea legs, right? They need to give themselves an opportunity to be not great until they learn to be great. And if they see posts like that, they're going to get in their head, they're going to beat themselves up, and they're going to quit. So we need to save space for people to learn how to become good marketers. These people were all already great marketers. So it's easy to say from that pulpit, right? And so I was just saying, please save space for people who are new, save space for people who aren't great marketers yet. And by the way, those posts are still highly effective. People are crushing it, making a lot of money. And the only reason why your feed is full of them is because your friends list is full of people who are network marketers. That is your mistake. 
because most people's feeds do not look like that. Your teams do not have feeds full of network marketers. They shouldn't. So if they're putting up curiosity posts about their product, they should be one of the only people in their audience, their networks feed doing so. Do you get what I'm saying? So if you have somebody on your team that you're teaching how to do this correctly, their audience shouldn't be following a whole crap ton of network marketers. So for them, it wouldn't be typical to see a post like that. At least it would be less so. So they are still highly effective when they're done correctly. And so I just felt like I had to go in there and educate my friends. And so it was just a discussion. Nobody got heated. Nobody got angry. But normally I would never have done that. But my posture is so high about this because why? Because I've made a lot of money doing it. And so have people on my team. So I know it works. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to do it correctly. We're also going to talk about a little about the the success trajectory, what that really looks like, just briefly, because Nicole brought it up this morning, and I know that it's a bone of contention with her as well. So we're going to spill some tea today. Nicole? Ah, uh, Stacy, I'm so happy you shared that story. I'm so happy you shared it with me this morning because I thought we have to talk about this. Um, you know, we sometimes don't even realize when we're capping our own business, we're capping our potential of success when we don't know how we feel about our own journey in network marketing. Because if you don't know how you feel about your own journey in network marketing, however, are you going to help someone get started? A lot of people see, and when they see it, they think it's the right thing to do. They see a lot of people in network marketing be in network marketing a hot minute. And a hot minute is uh, almost like football minutes. A hot minute in network marketing is like a year. And if you're in network marketing for a hot minute, about a year, and you see that person that's just started about a year ago start showing up as a content creator, they start showing up as someone that's selling courses or they're, they're automating things and they're talking about how none of that stuff works, but this does and it's the same thing, then you start you start questioning yourself. You start questioning your business. You start questioning, am I doing this right? Am I supposed to be doing this? Does this really work? Because you see people, as I would like to put it, jumping ship. Because I will guarantee you, most of them that have been in network marketing for a hot minute that maybe have had a fair bit of success or maybe none at all, they're not building both. They're trying to automate something to make it easier. And we all know here that network marketing isn't easy. And if they want the easy way out, they're really not going to get it because no one can turn around and sell a course that they can't do themselves. People are going to catch on really fast when leaders and people coming in trying to build their business are taking courses that are automated and it's just regurgitated stuff that someone else gave them. That's not how you're gonna win when you're trying to create content. So going back to what I started on, you put a cap on belief that you can help other people do what you're doing when you feel like you're struggling, 
when you see other people jumping ship and starting something new, not a new network marketing business, but something more automated where they can actually sit back on the beach and put their feet up. When they've never really had success, they, ha they don't have the scars in their back, they don't have the scuffed up knees and elbows from crawling through the trenches with their team. And it's not always peaches and cream. Oh my gosh, it rhymed. There's gonna be times where you have an entire leg leave your team and you have to start over. Or, oh, I don't know, Stacey, two leave at the same time. And then you're questioning your belief in yourself as a leader, but yet you still have other legs that depend on you. Now, see, that's stuff that you can teach people in courses if you want to, but you don't have to. And so when you are building a business, ask yourself, is this it? Is this what I love? If you love network marketing, you want to get to the top of the company, you want to be on that stage and you want to teach other people in your company what it took to get you there. You want to have your team rallying for you. You want to build new teams and help other people build new teams and help people get customers and you love it. By all means, stay there forever. You can and you can build a legacy for your family. It's incredible. But if you find yourself building a team and going, gosh, you know what? I really do like training. I do love Q and A's. I love answering people's questions. It gets me all hopped up. Stacy and I, man, it's like drugs to us. You put us in a Q and A for an hour. It's like Disney World. Maybe not for her. She hates Disney World. It's it's like a, a, a trip to London. I don't know what. Oh, she doesn't like Disney World. My son's like, she doesn't like Disney World. So anyway, sorry, Stacy. <laughs> Right here under the bus. You don't care. You don't like this new world. So this is this is it. That's that's us. We know what we love, but we also have been through the fire for a very long time. And so we can speak from our scars. We can speak from our wins. And we can speak from experience and stories. And that's very, very powerful. So when you see all this, don't let it make you go, hmm, the next step is me becoming a coach and a trainer. You certainly don't have to, to make the money or the income or the impact that you want. So that's what I wanted to add here because I think it's important that people understand that. I know Stacy has something that she probably would like to throw on top of this. Yeah, well, I mean, I've had, you know, heart to heart conversations with a couple of big marketers like you all would know who they are you all probably follow them you've probably bought things from them and one in particular she's like it's getting harder it's getting more competitive i'm tired i'm tired of you know the hustle and the irony is everything is automated so isn't that supposed to be not hustle but the thing is when you have tons of automation you still have a business to run and if you have a very successful business that has a lot of automation, then you usually have people working for you. And you have meetings where you decide what the content's gonna look like and what the blog posts are gonna look like and what the freebies are gonna look like and what kind of email follow-up sequence are we gonna do? Those emails have to be written. They have to be scheduled out. We have to create a campaign. Who's going to deal with the swag? Where are we getting the swag? Who's getting the swag? How are we going to finance the swag? Like there's all these other things that factor into a bigger business based on quote unquote automation. And she said, it's getting more competitive. 
I want to pull back. I want to leave a good part of this business to the people who are already running it for me. And I'm going to take a step back and I'm actually going to focus more on network marketing. Why? Because guys, at the end of the day, there's no such thing as truly passive income that doesn't have any work associated with it. Unless you happen to get super duper wealthy with real estate and you have it, you know, uh, a management company that just happens to be the best of the best in the whole wide world and there's never any problems, <laughs> you're always going to have something that you have to do in order to keep the income rolling, right? Even though some of it can be truly passive, you still, you know, we have to stop always looking for easy and start looking for what lights us up and, and what we're really passionate about and just focus on getting good at that. So, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm glad you brought it up, Nicole, because we see so much of that right now. So many people getting into being coaches and getting into creating courses and selling courses on how to create courses. And it's all awesome, but you have to know what your success trajectory looks like and what you actually want. That isn't the obvious next step. It's the obvious next step if you've already created success in network marketing and you're excited to have an impact on a wider scale outside your team, then great. That's going to be the right lane for you to be in at that point. But there are a lot of people who do this the wrong way. I see so many people creating fan pages and building landing pages and creating email lists and send, you know, having freebies and starting to create courses and writing chapters and books, and they've never created success in network marketing in their life. Why? Why are you doing that? They're all weapons of mass distraction. And I think part of it is a search for that credibility and that influence. But the credibility and the influence doesn't come from doing all of those things. It comes from creating your own story and then building on top of it. And I know this from personal experience because I did it the wrong way myself. I am not speaking from a pulpit here. I spent three years doing it the wrong way, <laughs> doing all of the things that I'm doing now before I ever created success. And that's why, guess what? It didn't work. It didn't work. I spent a lot of money creating an infrastructure that didn't work for me because I hadn't created the foundation. So back to uh, really focusing on core fundamentals and getting good at core fundamentals. And back to, do product posts still work? We're bringing this right back down to this post I saw yesterday that got me going. Yes, product posts still work. You have to do them the right way. And again, it's about core fundamentals. It's about understanding how people think. So somebody wrote in the comments here that they felt like they kind of wanted to stop doing product posts because people were saying things to them like, I get so annoyed when so-and-so is constantly promoting their product. Well, there's two things to look at here. One, the person who's annoyed may have a mindset issue. That's a them problem, not a you problem. So we can talk about that. But also the person they're annoyed about may be doing it the wrong way. So we have to stop worrying about what other people think about what we're doing, first of all. Because if you cast a glance even remotely into other people's directions and take on what they think, 
and let that affect how you show up, you will never win. Because somebody's always going to have an opinion. There are always squawkers in the, in the cheap seats willing to tell you what they think about you. And if they're not paying your bills and they don't have your vision, it doesn't matter. Has no relevance whatsoever. So product posts. Here's the deal. Yes, you can absolutely take a selfie of yourself holding your product. But yes, you still need to know how to create curiosity. We can't be lazy. So what makes people stop the scroll? When they see something that is unique, something they weren't expecting, something that is vibrant, something that's energetic, something that looks like there's more to the story and they want to know what it is. So if you can create that with or without your product, winner, winner, chicken dinner. But for somebody to come along and say, it's lame to create posts with holding your product, it's, that's nonsense. It's not about what you're holding in your hand. It's about what the picture looks like and what you're saying. What's lame is when you're showing the company name, the product name, and you're showing all of the features and you're talking all about your BOGO sales and you're talking about get it here, get it here, get it here. That's what's lame. You know why? Not because you're lame, but because it's ineffective. Because people are numb to it. Because it looks like an advertisement. Product posts that work effectively are posts that look very organic in the feed, that look like every other post that aren't super curated, that aren't super polished, that don't have words all over them. And where your description is focused entirely on normal non-network marketing language based around a pain point and a benefit. And that's it. Those are the ones that work the best. When you wrap it around an experience you've had or an experience someone else has had that has helped their life make it better, easier, more fun, and how the person who's reading that post can get a piece of that benefit too. Not the product, not the features, but the benefit. And how you do that is by highlighting a pain point and making the connection for your audience between the pain point and why they're not creating success in some area of their life. Then you say, that's why this benefit matters so much to me. So for example, I realized that I was carrying a bunch, like I'm just making this up, this isn't true, but I realized I was carrying a bunch of this extra weight and the weight wasn't really the issue. The issue was my lack of energy and my total lack of confidence. And what happened was I stopped showing up the way I normally would show up in my life. And it was affecting how my bosses were seeing me. I was getting overlooked for raises. It was affecting my friendships because I didn't want to go to the pool parties. I didn't want to go on the summer holiday vacations. It was affecting my relationship with my husband because I didn't want to be intimate, whatever, right? And so when I started using this line of products, yeah, it helped me lose weight, but that wasn't what was important to me. 
It helped me gain myself back. That's, that's a product post. And if I had myself a selfie of me and my product, do you think that makes that any less powerful? Now, obviously I'm not gonna show the name of the product, but is that any less powerful? If I take a selfie with myself and my spoon, y'all have seen them, so I'm not gonna hide it. Does that make it any less powerful? Cause I'm holding a spoon and some people know what that is. No, it's nonsense. It's marketers speaking from ego because their newsfeed is full of people doing it because they're friends with all network marketers. First name of the game, do not fish in the network marketing pond. So your friends list should be filled with people who are not in the business. They're not seeing these posts all the time. You might be one of the only people they've ever seen. There are still gads of people out there who have never heard of your company. And you would be shocked for me to say that because everyone in your world knows about your company because that's who's on your friends list. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you have 4,000 friends, less than half of them should be profession, people in the profession. Come on now. So they were speaking out of ego and that's what rubbed me the wrong way because there's nothing that bothers me more than when we push people out of the business by condescending to them and making them feel like they're never gonna be good enough to be in the room. That's bullshit. And I'm calling it out. <laughs> so yes, those posts still work, but you still have to learn to be a good marketer. There is no easy button.